Welcome to the Comments and Musings podcast. My name is Francis Lynch, and these are my musings on issues in the social justice, leadership and community service spaces. If you're involved in these areas, you might be interested in these short podcasts. I've been working for 30 years to generate change, and I'm still thinking through what matters. It would be great if you would click the subscribe button for this podcast in iTunes or whatever podcast player you're using, and you'll get each new episode that I release. There are wicked problems confronting the Australian community, like homelessness and domestic violence. Until now, it has mostly been governments and community organisations that have taken the lead in tackling them. But a more recent discussion that is starting to emerge is can private corporations play a major role, not just in service delivery in these issues, but in actually solving them. I'd like to start with a personal story. About a year ago, I had a cycling accident and my partner came and picked me up from the side of the road and took me to the emergency department of the nearest hospital. This was on a Saturday morning and it was likely that most of the EDs wouldn't be too busy, but we still chose to go to the private hospital ED, which charged us a fee. Why did we do that? Because we knew that there would be little or no wait, as I wouldn't be competing with any car accidents or major trauma incidents. All of those go to the public hospital. We guessed right, as I was being attended to within 10 minutes of getting there. I was happy that the private company had seen a market for an ED service, had made the huge financial investment, and that I could turn up and get a service. Also, that I was paying a co-payment on top of what the hospital was billing to Medicare. So what's the link to wicked problems? If you had just been made homeless, would you want to be seeking a service in a marketplace where the organisation providing a service to you might be making a profit along the way? Would it matter to you as long as you got the help that you needed? What if that same private company was now finding a way to find a lasting solution to homelessness because they had devised a way of attracting investment into affordable and social housing? Does it really matter who finds the solutions to wicked problems? These are not just hypothetical musings. Governments and community organisations are clearly indicating that they don't have the resources to solve these issues, let alone provide sufficient resources to support all the people at risk. Is it time to more fully engage private corporations in solving wicked problems? What are the risks or benefits if we actively pursue this course? Now, the reality is that the private market has developed and built most of the housing stock in Australia over the years. Until recently, it has been the great Australian dream to be in the process of owning your own home. It's also been the dream of many private investors to make wealth from buying housing stock and placing it into the rental market. However, there has been an increasing public debate as to how negative gearing and capital gains tax are distorting the provision of rental housing stock with financial support and encouragement by the federal government. 
However, the current individuals or investment companies involved in the private rental market are all playing to their own financial advantage. There are no consistent price signals or drivers to ensure that rents are affordable or that the right mix of rental housing stock is being developed and brought to market. Those who support negative gearing will say that the tax incentive keeps rents lower than they would otherwise be. However, there's also evidence that many of the investor mortgages are much higher than they need to be due to the investor competition at the time of purchase. The community housing sector in Australia is obviously a growing not-for-profit alternative to the private market, yet this is often taking up the space being vacated by the government-owned social housing providers. The community housing sector have plans to expand their role in the housing supply process, but it will be a long and risky process to be able to set up the collective financial power to be a lead actor in solving homelessness. Across the developed economies, there are financial incentive experiments occurring in the social service space in tools such as social impact bonds or performance-based payments for achieving outcomes. There are some Australian examples, such as those that have occurred in New South Wales, uh, run by Uniting Care Burnside and the Benevolent Society. These trials have until now been relatively small and narrow in their design. However, it is likely that there will be more experimentation by governments in this type of approach, as they increasingly restrict the funds being allocated to social issues. It appears that one of the advantages to government in these financial incentive experiments is that they can leverage private capital investment, lower their own risk exposures, and still have some control over what the program outcomes will be. In this way, there are some clear signals by government to the private sector of what is being valued by the community and how much the government is prepared to pay for such outcomes. It could be that such mechanisms may provide the framework for innovative solutions to be explored and implemented, possibly in ways that haven't been possible until now. Of course, governments could just increase overall taxation rates, increasing their ability to actually directly fund such services. Uh, It doesn't look like that's likely to be happening anytime soon. Perhaps I can talk about that in another podcast. But if these trials of uh, things like social impact bonds um, get taken to a large scale, it is quite possible that private corporations may want to be more involved in the solution finding and delivery part of the equation, not just in the financing arrangements. Is that okay? What if they have the right answers and the right systems? I wonder whether there are any community not-for-profit organisations big enough and sophisticated enough to compete with a determined, well-resourced private company that wants to enter the social sector marketplace. We have for decades in the community sector accepted the marketisation of of the sector. Is that what we will now reap? Are we about to hand over the innovation and control to governments and private companies? I know I might be sounding purpose, you know, alarmist, but I'm being purposely so. 
this may be one possible future that gets played out across the developed economies in the next few decades. Of course, there are other possible futures that we can help to create, but we've got to be active to actually make those different futures come to pass. What's your vision of the future and how we can solve wicked problems such as homelessness? What do we need to do now to build the future the way that we think it should be? Thanks for joining me on the Comments and Musings podcast. You can also catch my thoughts at my website, francislynch.me, on Twitter at underscore Francis Lynch and on LinkedIn. And I'd love it if you'd subscribe to this podcast. Thanks and catch you again soon.